We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye hitting you with a solo recap of tonight's game, and it was a disappointment. Obviously, huge night at Barclays Center. Kyrie's return, first game at home since June of 2021. Nets fell 119-110 to the Charlotte Hornets, and obviously, not only do the Nets need to win essentially every remaining game to give themselves the best shot at the best seed and potentially not in the play-in, but they needed to beat this team because Charlotte is right behind them in the standings and with tonight's win, surpasses them and now has a tiebreaker on the season. We're going to jump to that and plenty more, but again, one of the most disappointing losses of the season, not only just from a performance perspective, but there was definitely some buildup to this game. You know, last night's blowout over Miami, Kyrie's first home game, you know, what it means to finish the season, finally having, you know, a somewhat healthy team and for them to come out and just have a really rough performance. You know, there's no other way to put it. Obviously, Charlotte did some things really well out there. They shot extremely well from three, 17 of 32, 53%, including LaMelo Ball going 7 of 12, hitting some ridiculous threes in this game. But also the Nets gave the Hornets a ton of open looks or even just semi-contested ones against young guys that can get hot and get confident. And the Hornets aren't a great team, but they're a young team that can build off momentum. And they just were able to create so much momentum in that second quarter of this game. It was such an uphill battle for the Nets to come back in this one on a day where they played last night. And they mentioned on the broadcast, they didn't get home until 4 a.m. And, you know, it, it felt like, too, is maybe there was too much energy, too much adrenaline to start the game. You know, they, it almost felt like there was some nervous energy, like it was, you know, Game 7 of the Finals or something along those lines, where the Nets just kind of weren't fully in rhythm. It was just like a little bit of hesitancy. And obviously, you know, just looking at Kyrie played probably his worst game as a net, at least from a shooting perspective, finished the game with 16 points, six of 22 from the field, one of nine from three, three of four from the free throw line, two rebounds, 11 assists, two blocks, two turnovers. And it was not even like he was missing, you know, um, shots that were just rimming out. There was just a lot of shots that he was short and just really bad misses. And it's rare to say about Kyrie. He did look, you know, exhausted out there. This is, you know, I think only his second back-to-back of the season. And, you know, like I mentioned, they did get back 
late last night and I'm sure he had some type of energy possibly you know didn't get a ton of rest excited to play in this game so you can see how that had an impact I think defensively this probably wasn't one of his best games in the fourth quarter he trying to turn it up a little bit and he did have a couple buckets in the fourth but it was just a lot of shots that he normally hits weren't falling and some of them contested tough shots but some of them were just even easy looks that he just that weren't going down you know even just a layup I think that missed in the first quarter it's just something that kind of always goes down and it's rare you see Kyrie have a night like this and shoot 27% from the field and 11% from three but it's even rarer that KD also has a bad night KD finished with 27 points but he was only 9 of 24 from the field 3 of 11 from three six of six from the free throw line eight rebounds seven assists two steals did have two turnovers uh, and it was he he took a lot of threes in this game, something that he typically hasn't done a lot this season. And some of that's also the way Charlotte was defending him. Part of that was his own defense. It was also probably Katie feeling he could hit those shots. And also it could be a little fatigue, you know when you don't have the same level of juice driving to the rim consistently does put some wear and tear on you or fighting in the post for that positioning. So, you know, both of the stars having a game like this on the same night is just tough. And then on the opposite end, Charlotte just getting so hot, you know, like I said, 53% from three, 17 of 32. That's just a huge number because they really didn't shoot well from the field and they did do well with offensive boards, 17 offensive boards in this game and did get some good transition transition opportunities. So that's another area where the nets could have been better you know i think in transition they could have been better in this game defensively they could have been better in this game rebounding they could have been better in this game just overall they didn't have that same level of juice and energy throughout you know there was little stints and runs of it during this game but not enough consistently and obviously you don't want to use the back-to-back as an excuse but you could see it have some level of impact but at the end of the day guys just didn't play well and also i think there was a level of settling for three like i mentioned with kevin durant same thing with kyrie irving nine threes one of three a goran was oh of four patty was oh of three Cass is one of one you got seth even you know arguably the team's best three-point shooter two of six from three nets going seven of 34 finishing 20 percent i mean we've talked about this in the past all the way back into you know pre-all-star break when james harden was still on the team not hitting 10 threes in an nba game it's going to be tough to win especially when the other team is scorching hot and that's like i said not the only reason they lost this game but it was a huge factor you know the three-point differential in this one was huge and some of that was defense but also the nets had a lot of open looks that they typically hit you know especially Kyrie. I mentioned the one of nine, but there was probably two or three looks that it's almost a lock, especially the way he's been shooting the ball. So really disappointing loss on multiple levels, like mentioned, not only for the playoff standings, not the playoff seedings, but also the tiebreaker and Kyrie's return, just not necessarily living up to the expectation in which we all had. And, you know, it's it's rare that we see a night where both superstars are off like this, and hopefully it's the last time we see that this season because it's it's tough to win games. Like I said, when both these guys are not playing at a high level, there's not necessarily a ton of other options. You know, Seth wasn't bad in this game, finished with 12 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, uh, 2 assists, 1 block. Only played about 30 minutes in this one. Wasn't necessarily heavily involved. Some of it was just kind of using his spacing against that zone. But I do think Nash needs to do a better job and the players need to do a better job of kind of breaking down a zone defense and understanding what they can do when it's not just three-point shots. You know, good passing, good ball movement, drives to the rim, rim pressure can create some inside opportunities or even some mid-range shots. You know, we're talking about a team that has some of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA and KD, Kyrie, Seth, and even LaMarcus who did not play tonight but 
it's tough. It's tough just to see the team struggle, I think, offensively like this and not play defense and take care of the other areas of the game in which we saw them do in the past, especially, like I mentioned, last night against Miami. And, yes, some of it is still part of the back-to-back and the grind. But, again, you can't make excuses. You need to win games. You need to win essentially all of them so you can – try to guarantee yourself a spot in the seventh and eighth seed rather than right now in the ninth seed where the Nets do sit. So just overall, very frustrating. And I don't want to even say the Hornets wanted this game more because it's not like the Hornets were out there making a ton of hustle plays. They're just, they had a hot night from three and that was really one of the biggest factors for them. And they were able to take care of some uh, mismatches that the Nets presented to them and, you know, giving them PJ Washington defended by Seth Curry in the paint. That's kind of easy stuff. You know, there's different points where Andre Drummond was out in the perimeter. Drummond who was productive in this game. You know, he had 20 points, 17 boards, seven offensive. He had three steals, three blocks, six of 11 from the free throw line, seven of 12 from the, the field. But, there are still issues with his game defensively, and I think even to close this one, you want to probably roll with Clax just because it gives you a better option in terms of you know defending and slowing down the Hornets and giving yourself an opportunity to win the game because when you're making a comeback, you need stops. You don't need just offense, and I think Clax probably would have been the right guy to roll with down the stretch, and you know he only played 16 minutes in this one. Some of that was a little bit of foul trouble, but overall, I didn't think Clax was bad in this game. He was 4-4, 1-2 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 1 off offensive one steal two blocks one turnover and finished with nine points and plus one and like I said he wasn't outstanding but I think defensively he's still such a plus in what he can do and what he can provide and and even had two blocks and should have had three because obviously that review call was clearly a, a block on that play but I think still leaning into clacks even when the offense isn't working you have to understand that defense is going to be where it's at and I think Claxon also is the way that he plays and the way that he's such a factor helps create turnovers we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Overall, it was just really the offense 
not being great. And again, some of that's the Hornets in the zone, the Nets not reacting into it well. You said, you know, Kyrie with 11 assists, KD with seven assists, with just some great passes in this game. And both guys only finished with two turnovers, but it was enough to take them out of rhythm and kind of force them into some shots that the Hornets probably felt more comfortable than taking, especially on an off night. So it's it's uh, it's a struggle out here. But moving over to some other guys, Bruce Brown finished with 10 points in this one, 5-9 from the field, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, 1 turnover. Uh, Bruce, solid game for him. Nothing crazy. You know, wasn't incredible, but wasn't bad either. He probably lacked a little bit of juice that we typically see from him on different nights. Just like, again, another guy who played extremely hard yesterday and, you know, maybe a couple more floaters go, but five and nine is good enough for Bruce. And defensively, he was good enough in this game. So no negative marks for him. I'm moving over to Goran Dragic. We had him with seven points, three of nine from the field, 0 of four from three, one of two from the free throw line, six rebounds, six assists, two steals, one block, zero turnovers. And he was a guy at the end of the game definitely trying to make some extra plays. You know, he was in there kind of fighting for some of those boards, looking for the loose balls, just trying to help create that comeback. It's just obviously offensively, you like to see more three point shooting from him, and his shot has been pretty rough since he's joined the Brooklyn Nets. So it's going to be interesting how that kind of goes moving forward. And then Patty Mills played about 12 minutes in this one, finished with two points, one of four from the field, 0 of three from three, three rebounds, two assists. Again, you know, you're going to ask Patty for more. He's not really giving the Nets any production right now offensively in a three-point shooting world. And obviously that's his biggest skill. And he's not necessarily having, you know, a positive impact in the game in many other ways. So if he's not knocking down his threes, it's – it's not super ideal for him, but he was able to do a couple things in transition and try to be a pest defensively. But overall, you know, you just need him to start picking up the scoring. I think that's just going to be something that the Nets need at different points, especially when, you know, your two best players are having an off shooting night and Seth isn't really great from three. That's the night you hope Patty gets hot and can give you, you know, four or five looks from three and knock down two or three of them and just give you a little bit of boost and just, you know, make them think twice about throwing out that zone and also give Steve Nash another option. You know, we haven't really seen Patty and Seth hit on the same night. And when they do, it's just going to provide so much stress for the opposing defense and allow so many open lanes and easy opportunities. But right now it's just not that same level of pressure and spacing. And because of, you know, the lack of three point shots and moving over to Kessler Edwards, we saw him for about three minutes in this one, two or two from the field, one of one from three had one rebound also had one block uh, finished with five points. Probably a guy I'd like to see more in this game. It felt like as soon as he came in, there were some just highlight energy plays. And obviously, defensively, he can provide something for this team, especially with all the versatility and, you know, athleticism on the Hornets. And also, you know, Kess knocked down his first three. You know, why not let him stay out there and try to attempt a few more, given other guys are having uh, off nights here. But moving over to James Johnson, finished with two points, one on one from the field, three rebounds, one assist. 12 minutes was a plus 12 out there. You know, I don't think he was incredibly bad or anything like that, but I think there's different times where maybe you like to throw Kess in there. You know, one play sticks out, you know, KD driving has James Johnson, in the corner Alexa take to the contested mid range shot rather than kick to James Johnson. And it was a good choice given Johnson's three point shooting. But if that's Kess, you know, Kess might be out there, might knock down the three huge momentum play and every basket, obviously in a game like this really matters, but still, not not the main reason the Nets lost this one. I know a lot of people point to Nash, but at the end of the day, I think you have to just look at the players. You know, guys just need to hit shots. At the end of the day, you know, like I said, KD 9-24, Kyrie 6-22, you know, Patty Mills 1-4, of four, Goran 3-9. of nine. Just, 
not enough production, not enough efficiency, and especially from three, like we talked about. There's if you're hitting seven threes and the opposing team is hitting seventeen and they're doing it at an even higher efficiency, almost times two of what you're doing, actually more than times two of what you're doing. It's just going to be tough to win. Like you need to find other areas to win the game. And the Nets didn't do that. You know, eleven turnovers for the Hornets, nine turnovers for the Nets. You know, you get a two turnover differential there, not huge. You know, you look at the offensive boards: seventeen offensive boards for the Hornets, fourteen for the Nets. Not really a huge factor, but still a little bit of a plus for them. And I think that's where the Nets just really didn't win many areas of this game. You know, maybe they made more twos. They had a better two percentage in this game. And that's about it. Other than that, you know, you look at this one and you're just like. They, they just got outplayed in a lot of different areas. And it wasn't, like I said, the Hornets were lighting the world on fire. They were just kind of playing their game. And I think the Nets just weren't doing enough, especially in that third quarter, giving them 37 points. And some of that was, like I said, LaMelo getting hot. And it just felt like the Hornets were knocking down every shot. Well, play better defense. And obviously, with the Nets, Nets are capable of doing that. And they just didn't do it tonight. The one area the Nets did dominate was points in the paint, 60 to 44 in favor of the Nets. But again, three-point shooting, threes are worth more than twos. And that's always going to kind of be the case. And I felt like also when the Nets were cold from three, they elected to take more threes rather than try to drive in and get those twos and get those easy shots and you know get more free throw attempts. And the Hornets were fouling them a ton. They shot 26 free throws in this game. The Hornets shot about 23. And Andre Drummond was got to the line 11 times. And I mean, maybe we could argue probably Kyrie and KD should have gotten some more calls, you know, especially late in that fourth quarter after they wanted to give Miles Bridges that one. But I think overall, it's just you're disappointed because the Nets couldn't find that extra gear or find a way to win this game. And like I said, it really mattered on multiple layers, you know, not only just for the momentum of the rest of the season, building off of, you know, a big win in Miami and, you know, recent success, but also the tiebreaker with the Hornets, the position in the standings. And now the likelihood of them having to play, uh, play two play in games just increased drastically. You know, you win this one, you get the tiebreaker. That's giving you a cushion. That cushion is no longer there. And you need to find a way to really play, you know, your best basketball the rest of the season and can't afford a loss like this. And, you know, there, there are a lot of matchups that the Nets are going to be favored. Obviously, they do have a matchup, I think, on Thursday against the Bucks is going to be a tough one. But right now, you almost need to go undefeated to, I don't want to say guarantee yourself a 7-8 seed, but almost just because you want to you want to keep the ball in your hands. You want to determine your destiny, and you don't want to rely on you know the Hornets losing a game, the Cavs losing a game, or whatever it might be. So the Nets just kind of turn the pressure up on themselves, and they need to find a way to win these games and play their best basketball moving forward. And like I said, hopefully this is you know the worst shooting performance we'll see from Kyrie that we'll see from Kevin Durant the remainder of the season the remainder of the postseason because obviously the Nets don't necessarily have a ton of other scoring options to go to when they have these struggles you know maybe you see Cam but I'm not sure he helps you know you could throw LaMarcus but again LaMarcus isn't really going to help you given you know the way that the Hornets were able to attack Drummond in different points in this game so you just look to bounce back you know Tuesday against Detroit Obviously, an extremely winnable matchup, a game the Nets need to just dominate. I think it's also important to dominate some of these bad teams to get that extra rest. You know, obviously, they did it against Miami, but given the traveling circumstances, it wasn't able to be as beneficial. But every minute, every rep, every piece of rest matters for this team moving forward because every game is going to be huge. Every game is almost a playoff game. You know, the likelihood of them falling out of the play-in is highly unlikely. But again, like I said, you do not want to play two play-in games if you don't have to. If you can get away with playing one and getting that seventh spot, you feel really good about that. So 
interested to see how the Nets bounce back and what it means for the rest of the season. But again, I can't stress this enough. Just a disappointing night for the Nets on so many different levels. And obviously, you wanted to see a Kyrie masterpiece or even potentially, you know, KE helping out his friend that's having a rough night. But it just didn't happen and looking to bounce back. And this is also, I think, an example of why the playing is so scary. And again, the Nets could play better and there's other areas they could dominate in this game. But also there's other areas the Hornets could have been a lot better in this one. And they shot 53% from three. Sometimes shooting variants in a one game sample size is scary, even when you have two of the best players in the league. So overall, we'll see what happens moving forward. But this was definitely a gut punch for Nets fans. As always, big thanks everybody for listening. Check the buzz on all stream platforms. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.